I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I've developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today's reading consists of the last two chapters of the book of Exodus, Exodus chapters 39 and 40. Chapter 39 begins with the actual construction of the priestly garments, and these specifications that we'll be reading here in this chapter were originally given back in Exodus chapter 28. Exodus chapter 39, verse 1. And of the blue and purple and scarlet they made clothes of service to do service in the holy place, and made the holy garments for Aaron, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he made the ephod of gold, blue and purple and scarlet, and fine twined linen. And they did beat the gold into thin plates, and cut it into wires to work it into the blue, and in the purple, and in the scarlet, and in the fine linen with cunning work. They made shoulder pieces for it, to couple it together. By the two edges was it coupled together. And the curious girdle of his ephod that was upon it was of the same, according to the work thereof, of gold, blue, and purple, and scarlet, and fine twined linen, as the Lord commanded Moses. And they wrought onyx stones, enclosed in ouches of gold, graven as signets are graven, with the names of the children of Israel. And he put them on the shoulders of the ephod, that they should be stones for memorial to the children of Israel, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he made the breastplate of cunning work, like the work of the ephod, of gold, blue, and purple, and scarlet, and fine twined linen. It was four square. They made the breastplate double. A span was the length thereof, and a span the breadth thereof, being doubled. And they set it in four rows of stones. The first row was sardius, a topaz, and a carbuncle. This was the first row. And the second row, an emerald, a sapphire, and a diamond. And the third row, a ligure, an agate, and an amethyst. And the fourth row, a beryl, an onyx, and a jasper. They were enclosed in algaes of gold in their enclosings. And the stones were according to the names of the children of Israel, twelve according to their names, like the engravings of the signet, every one with his name, according to the twelve tribes. And they made upon the breastplate chains at the ends, a wreath and work of pure gold. And they made the two ouches of gold and two gold rings, and put the two rings in the two ends of the breastplate. And they put the two wreath and chains of gold and the two rings on the ends of the breastplate. And the two ends of the two wreath and chains they fastened in the two ouches, and they put them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod before it. And they made two rings of gold, and put them on the two ends of the breastplate, upon the border of it, which was on the side of the ephod inward. And they made two other golden rings, and put them on the two sides of the ephod underneath, toward the fore part of it, over against the other coupling thereof, above the curious girdle of the ephod. And they did bind the breastplate by his rings unto the rings of the ephod with a lace of blue, that it might be above the curious girdle of the ephod, and that the breastplate might not be loosed from the ephod, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he made the robe of the ephod of woven work, all of blue. And there was a hole in the midst of the robe, as the hole of a haberjan, with a band round about the hole, that it should not rend. 
and they made upon the hems of the robe pomegranates of blue and purple and scarlet and twined linen. And they made bells of pure gold, and put the bells between the pomegranates upon the hem of the robe, round about between the pomegranates. A bell and a pomegranate, a bell and a pomegranate, round about the hem of the robe to minister in, as the Lord commanded Moses. And they made coats of fine linen of woven work for Aaron and for his sons, and a mitre of fine linen, and goodly bonnets of fine linen, and linen breeches of fine twine linen and a girdle of fine twine linen, and blue and purple and scarlet, of needlework, as the Lord commanded Moses. And they made the plate of the holy crown of pure gold, and wrote upon it a writing like to the engravings of a signet, Holiness to the Lord. And they tied it a lace of blue to fasten it on high upon the mitre, as the Lord commanded Moses. So in these 31 verses we see the description of the priestly garments. We saw this actually, as I mentioned earlier, back in Exodus chapter 28. It was a beautiful garment with an ephod that was absolutely dazzling, a finely woven garment. The ephod bore 12 different stones and four rows of three on it, representing the tribes of Israel. As mentioned in chapter 28, the outfit did not include any shoes. The high priest served in his bare feet. Beginning in verse 8, we see a rather detailed description of the breastplate worn by the high priest. Beginning with verse 32, we see that the delivery is made of the tabernacle. Verse 32, Thus was all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation finished, and the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so did they. And they brought the tabernacle unto Moses, the tent, and all his furniture, his tashes, his boards, his bars and his pillars and his sockets, and the covering of ram skins dyed red, and the covering of badger skins, and the veil of the covering. The ark of the testimony and the staves thereof, and the mercy seat, the table and all the vessels thereof, and the showbread, the pure candlestick with the lamps thereof, even with the lamps to be set in order, and all the vessels thereof, and the oil for light, and the golden altar and the anointing oil, and the sweet incense, and the hanging for the tabernacle door, the brazen altar and his grate of brass, his staves and all his vessels, the laver and his foot, the hangings of the court, his pillars and his sockets, and the hangings for the court gate, his cords and his pens, and all the vessels of the service of the tabernacle for the tent of the congregation, the clothes of service to do service in the holy place, and the holy garments for Aaron the priest and his son's garments to minister in the priest's office, according to all that the Lord commanded Moses. So the children of Israel made all the work." And Moses did look upon all the work, and behold, they had done it as the Lord had commanded. Even so had they done it, and Moses blessed them. You know when you go buy the piece of furniture, and it's in this flat box, and it says, Some assembly required? Well, just imagine how Moses must have felt when the contractors roll up to his tent door with the news that they're all done, and here's your tabernacle. Was it assembled? No, it was not assembled. There it is in ready-to-assemble pieces all over Moses' front yard, I can imagine. The delivery included the furniture as well as the priest's clothing. I mean, is everything. Not a problem for Moses, though. We see down in verse 43, And Moses did look upon all the work, and behold, they had done it as the Lord had commanded. Even so had they done it. And Moses blessed them. So we see here that the setup instructions are included separately, beginning with chapter 40, verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, On the first day of the first month, 
shalt thou set up the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation. And thou shalt put therein the ark of the testimony, and cover the ark with the veil. And thou shalt bring in the table, and set in order the things that are to be set in order upon it. And thou shalt bring in the candlestick, and light the lamps thereof. And thou shalt set the altar of gold for incense before the ark of the testimony, and put the hanging of the door to the tabernacle. And thou shalt set the altar of the burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle, of the tent of the congregation. And thou shalt set the laver between the tent of the congregation and the altar, and put water therein. And thou shalt set up the court round about, and hang up the hangings at the court gate. And thou shalt take the anointing oil, and anoint the tabernacle, and all that is therein. And thou shalt hollow it, and all the vessels thereof, and it shall be holy. And thou shalt anoint the altar of the burnt offering, and all his vessels, and sanctify the altar, and it shall be an altar most holy. And thou shalt anoint the laver and his foot, and sanctify it. And thou shalt bring Aaron and his sons into the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and wash them with water. And thou shalt put upon Aaron the holy garments, and anoint him, and sanctify him, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. And thou shalt bring his sons, and clothe them with coats. And thou shalt anoint them, as thou didst anoint their father, that they may minister unto me in the priest's office, for their anointing shall surely be an everlasting priesthood throughout their generations. Well, it's not every day that you get to take delivery of a tabernacle. So, how long has it been since they left Egypt? Well, it's been just two weeks short of one year, nine months since they arrived at Mount Sinai. According to verses 2 and 17, it appears, from the text anyway, that it only took Moses one day to assemble everything. I'm guessing he had help. In these 15 verses, we see that God gives specific instructions to Moses on when to start assembling it and how to proceed. So here are the instructions we see in this passage. Set it up, verses 1 through 8. Anoint it, verses 9 through 11. Bring in the priest and anoint them, verses 12 through 15. And, of course, the priesthood consisted of just five people, Aaron and his four sons. Aaron, of course, was the high priest. We actually don't see the appointment of Levites to assist the priest until we get down to Numbers chapter 3. At this point in time, the firstborn of the families were the consecrated ones instead of the tribe of Levi. We're not told who actually assisted Moses in the setup here. That brings us down to verse 16 of chapter 40, where Moses puts it all together. Verse 16, Thus did Moses, according to all that the Lord commanded him, so did he. And it came to pass in the first month of the second year, on the first day of the month, that the tabernacle was reared up. And Moses reared up the tabernacle, and fastened his sockets, and set up the boards thereof, and put in the bars thereof, and reared up his pillars. And he spread abroad the tent over the tabernacle, and put the covering of the tent upon it, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he took and put the testimony into the ark, and set the staves on the ark, and put the mercy seat above upon the ark. And he brought the ark into the tabernacle, and set up the veil of the covering, and covered the ark of the testimony, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he put the table in the tent of the congregation, upon the side of the tabernacle northward, without the veil. And he set the bread in order upon it before the Lord, as the Lord had commanded Moses. And he put the candlestick in the tent of the congregation over against the table on the side of the tabernacle southward. And he lighted the lamps before the Lord, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he put the golden altar in the tent, the congregation, before the veil. And he burnt sweet incense thereon, as the Lord commanded Moses. 
And he set up the hanging at the door of the tabernacle. And he put the altar of burnt offering by the door of the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation, and offered upon it the burnt offering and the meat offering, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he set the laver between the tent of the congregation and the altar, and put water there to wash withal. And Moses and Aaron and his sons washed their hands and their feet thereat. When they went into the tent of the congregation, and when they came near into the altar, they washed, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he reared up the court round about the tabernacle and the altar, and set up the hanging of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. So how long does it take to build a tabernacle like this? Now here's what we know. God told Moses to assemble the tabernacle on a date that marked their one-year anniversary of freedom from Egypt. Well, technically, the Passover and release didn't take place until the 14th day of the month, and this assembly date is on the first day of the first month of the second year. So it took them three months to reach their current location at Sinai. Moses spent 80 days up on the mountain talking with God. That left about six months to do the work. I don't know how long it stayed in Moses' yard before assembly, but but with the assembly orchestrated to take place 14 days after the Passover, it would appear that the workers must have been on a carefully timed schedule for finishing the project. We aren't told who helped direct the tabernacle, but since it only took one day to assemble, he certainly had laborers to assist. You'll notice that the new labor of the tabernacle gets a good workout for the ceremonial washings. Aaron and his sons in verse 12. Now for the final component, and that would be the Shekinah glory, God's presence. Verse 34. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation, because the cloud abode thereon. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud were not taken up... Then they journeyed not till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day, and fire was on it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. So what makes this tabernacle so special? Well, here it is, the presence of God. Nobody goes in, including Moses, when God is there. His appearance was in the form of a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. We know this as the Shekinah glory. And I've written an article entitled The Shekinah Glory. It's under the topics section of BibleTrack.org, or you can find it on this page displayed of the written notes of BibleTrack.org for this particular reading day. When it would stay, the Shekinah glory, Israel would stay as well. When it would move, I'm talking about the Shekinah glory again, then Israel would also move. Israel was never, 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 never lost in the wilderness. They were always in the exact location where God wanted them. His presence among them proves exactly that. Now, we're going to see the 12-day dedication ceremony of the tabernacle when we get over to Numbers chapter 7 in a few days. Also, I've written an article entitled The Tabernacle and the Ark of the Covenant, which you can look at under the topic section of BibleTrack.org. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.BibleTrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition 
written by the music director of Faith Bible Church, Paul Walker.